What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Long Shots, the number one rated golf betting show on the planet. Matt Humans with uh, Wes Reynolds. And Wes, our buddy Brady Cannon is on vacation this week in Hawaii. What a life. He's living the life. I've been uh, following him on the gram, and uh, he and his uh, lovely wife, Tracy, on vacation in Hawaii. So uh, good resting up for the football season coming up. Yeah, Brady deserves a break. And um, we will talk Olympics golf during this uh, show today. Nick Bogdanovich of William Hill will join us. In about five minutes, and uh, before we get to Nick, though, we have to recap what happened last week. A we Cinderella, st- <laughs> uh, a Cinderella <laughs> story out of nowhere. Cameron Champ wins the 3M Open at TPC Twin Cities, and uh, Champ 15 under, a 69 in the final round, and we finished as bridesmaids in this one. I had Louis Oosthuizen at 15 to one, and you had who? I had Johnny Vegas at 70 to one, and it looked like he was going to be right up there. Had a couple other guys too. Uh, Bo Hogue, who fell down the leaderboard, it looked like he was going to get a good finish. He was actually leading for a portion of the final round, but Cameron Champ gets it done. And boy, when you look at Cameron Champ's form, you, you, he's won a couple times on the PGA Tour, and this, of course, now his third career win, but. You didn't really expect it. He had missed, I think, like 9 of 16 cuts and had a withdrawal. Hadn't really had his best finish, I believe, was T11 at the John Deere a couple weeks ago. So Cameron Champ, a very good driver of the golf ball, one of the longer hitters on tour. He's right up there with Bryson in terms of distance, stroke gained off the tee. So Cam Champ, I think the market high I saw him was at Circus Sports at 130 to 1. He gets his third career PGA Tour win. Yeah, another triple-digit winner, uh, Cameron Champ at the 3M Open, 130 to 1. He had five. Five birdies and a bogey-free round to finish at 15 under. 
My guy, Louis Ustase, and your guy, Johnny Vegas, and Charles Wurzel tied for second. Cameron Champ had nine missed cuts mm-hmm. and one withdrawal in his first 16 starts of 2021. His best finish in that stretch was a tie for 17th at New Orleans, and uh, he is without a doubt a surprise champ. Check out this uh, tweet from David Bierman on the results on Cameron Champ. And uh, there's no way really to handicap him as the winner mm-hmm. uh, pre-tournament. Did you talk to anybody last week who said, you know, I really love Cameron Champ in this 3M open? There were a couple people that I saw on Twitter in terms of like the little golf gambling Twitter world that we followed that did kind of tip him. And I just didn't see it. I was like, well, I I don't know if I really see this going forward because, look, form can sometimes be overrated. But really, when you looked at it, it's the putting that, that made a difference. Like I always say, putting is the most. Uh, the stat with the most variance mm-hmm. that's hardest to handicap. Cameron Champ, we know, uh, lacks on the greens from time to time. We've watched him over many tournaments where he can't make a putt. But guess who led the field at the 3M Open last week in strokes gain putting? It was Cameron Champ. So it's like you don't want to always have to be a, pu- a good putter, but you got to putt good certain weeks, and that's what he did. Uh, <laughs> uh, 2.12 strokes gain putting per round, so that's about a little over 8.5 in terms of the full tournament. And Cameron Champ goes ahead and gets it done, even though he took driver off the 18 which was a very questionable decision and not only that it looked like he was going to pass out due to dehydration down the stretch <laughs> and i thought okay maybe louis Ustase is going to catch a break here yeah. and uh, cameron champ closes uh with a a strong finish to win uh the 3m open david bearman of espn tweeted uh, champ's results from this season it's, it's just humorous to look at it miss cup miss cup miss cup 48th miss cup miss cup 34th 26th 55th Two missed cuts, a withdrawal, two more missed cuts, an 11th, and then a win. So maybe the 11th was the indicator, Wes. Yeah, and and I didn't expect it either because it is the John Deere Classic. It was one of the more weaker fields on the PGA Tour because it's a week before the Open Championship, and you have a lot of guys overseas, a weaker field. But evidently he found something, and he carried that momentum over last week in Minneapolis. Uh, So that's two weeks in a row, row, Wes. I've been really surprised by the results because – Colin Morikawa won at the British Open. If, if you watched him the previous week in the Scottish Open, you never would have bet him right. in the British and Lynx Golf. <laughs> right, exactly. And and with an equipment change to boot and the fact that he is obviously a very shaky putter. I think he was like 172nd in putting the week before, but he was first when he needed to be, and now he has a Clara Jug, and he will be the Olympic Games favorite this week, and more on that in a moment. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So Morikawa and Champ, the champions uh, the past two weeks. This is Long Shots on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, the number one rated golf betting show on the planet. Uh, our member guest segment today features Nick Bogdanovich of William Hill Sportsbooks. Great to have him in today, Nick. Cameron Champ last week. How'd you make out at William Hill with him winning? Did you uh, did you see that coming? Well, no. Like you said, there was nothing but MCs on the stat line. Miscut, miscut, miscut. And but we lost to him. Some people. Uh, we lost a little pre-match, and then in play over the weekend, they, they bet him pretty hard. So hats off to the Cameron Champ backers. He hits at 700 miles, but like you guys said, he finally made a few putts. Wes, what were your expectations for Cameron Champ, uh, let's say, two years ago? Because you had a lot of good up-and-coming players. Victor Hovland was one mm-hmm. of those guys. 
what do you expect out of Champ, and do you think he can still get there? Well, remember Cameron Champ uh, a couple of years ago, or actually it was last year at the PGA at Harding Park was right in the mix. Kind uh-huh. of, there was a big group of contenders there at the PGA out in San Francisco, and Cameron Champ was right there. But like we mentioned, didn't make any putts on Sunday. Kind of the moment was a little bit too big for Cameron Champ. But look, he's only 26 years old. He's now got three PGA Tour wins, played his golf at Texas A&M, and also the winner on the European Tour, Nacho Oliveira. Uh-huh. Also played his golf at Texas A&M, so a good weekend for the Aggies. But, you know, Champ is still a young guy. Like Nick said, he hits at a mile, always start strong and off the tee, strokes gain. So just got to put all his games together. But he did last week in Minneapolis. All right, Nick. Uh What's the hand, what's the wagering handle like on the Olympics golf? Because there's not much hype for this Olympics games, these Olympic games in general. Uh, what about the golf event? Yeah, the same. Not it's it's going to be weaker than a uh, than a regular event on tour. You know, it's the time difference really hurts. Uh, the fact that you know DeChambeau and Rom had to pull out. The fact that a lot of really good players aren't there to begin with. So. Yeah, it's going to be so-so, uh, but we'll take what we can get. Uh, you know, you, you can't be roses every week, but, uh, you know, right now they're, most money is on uh, Morikawa and the X-Man. Uh, they're very, very close, and tickets is Matsuyama in the lead. So uh, people think that he'll be uh, in good form in his home country, and so do I. I, I think Hideki plays very well this week. The Masters champ, Hideki Matsuyama, he is uh, in his home country in Japan this week at the South Point Sportsbook. Morikawa seven to one, Xander Shoffley eight to one, Hideki Matsuyama twelve to one. What do you have for odds on those guys at William Hill, Nick? Uh, Morikawa, we have seven to one. We lose with him. Uh, the X Man, we have nine to one. We lose with him. And <laughs> Matsuyama, we got eleven to one. We lose with him as well. So. They have focused in on the top end of that board. Uh, they do think Chalk will, you know, it, it's an unknown because we just don't know about this course. So, you know, there's two things when you handicap golf is current form and course form. Obviously, I prefer current form, mm-hmm. but, you know, course does matter. I mean, so it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll still watch it, but I'm not uh, – I'm not super excited for it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, from a course standpoint, it was tough to kind of get a correlated course. This is uh, Tom Fazio uh, redesigned this a couple years ago, added a few hundred yards and added more bunkering. So if you look at some Fazio designs, maybe a correlation, Zoysia Fairways. So think TPC Southwind in Memphis, Eastlake in Atlanta, but not a lot of angles to go on there. So you have to go kind of on recent form. But Nick, uh, we were looking at the field and I know you mentioned some of the favorites by and large this at least looks on paper like it's a stronger field than we saw in Rio in 2016 but still there's going to be a big drop off from the middle of the market downward from the board any guys that you're looking at that maybe are kind of those middle price guys because I kind of want to skirt the favorites this week none of them really gave me overwhelming confidence like they're the guys to beat but did you find any kind of in the middle range where I know you like to pretty much hunt in terms of your betting you know, the one I would lean toward would be Sung J.M. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's a ball-striking Jesse, and uh, it just feels right for him to show up in this tournament. So th- that's the one guy. He's in the 25-1 to 1 range. Uh, his form hasn't been all that great lately, so I'm going to say this is more gut and on the if-come. But for some reason, it just strikes me 
that he'll play well this week uh, in Tokyo. I hope you're right. That's uh, one of my plays this week. I got Sun JM at 33 to one at Circus Sports yesterday. Wes, yeah, uh, did you play him? I did. I played him at 40 uh, when this was kind of announced, of course, mm-hmm. why he is withdrawing from the Open Championship. He's now down in the 30 range, and that's what I wrote up in Point Spread Weekly and for the purposes of this program. But to Nick's point. It came out a few weeks ago. Sun J.M. and Siwoo Kim, the two South Korean representatives here, were going to forego playing in the in the Open over at Royal St. George last week because they wanted to prep for the Olympics because they have absolute incentive to do so because you have this two-year military obligation in South Korea if you're age 18 to 28. So we saw what happened to the once-promising career of Sang Moon Bay, who had won a couple times on the PGA Tour and then had to serve his military obligation, and his game has been nowhere since. So if you win any medal or any major Mm -hmm. you get exempted from that military service so obviously a lot on the line for Siwoo Kim and Sun JM this week. Hey Nick when you uh, look at a scenario like that where both guys uh, skip the British Open to prepare for this because it's so important uh, to them as related to South Korea is that a big advantage you think or might this tournament be a lot of pressure on those two players? You could look at it either way I, I would say it's a bonus if you're backing them because Anytime you take extra time to prep for one, obviously they know the course inside and out by now. Uh, this is you know this, this is what they're up for. I, I, I you know how much can Morikawa be up for after winning the major and then flying over there? Uh, the X, you know, I, I, just, I just think it has to be a positive. Now, granted, you would think there is an immense pressure, but if they're trying to win, get out of two years of. Uh, you know, army duty. I mean, that, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, let's face it. That's that's a that's a tough tough sentence, and it's hard to believe that they make stipulations like that. But I guess that's right. the world we live in. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I think Sung Jae comes with a big week. I really do. I I hope you're right, like you said, and uh, I I think he does too, and I I do think it's an advantage, even though towards the end of the tournament, those guys might be feeling a little bit more pressure. Nick, I wanted to ask you about another guy near the top of the leaderboard this week and what what you've made of his entire season. Where do you think Rory McIlroy is right now as a player? Yeah, his game's way off. I mean, he has, you know, he had one win on a course he was really, really familiar with and loves uh, you know other than that he's he's been he's been a big big fade if you just bet against him in matchups all year long you'd be driving a Rolls Royce uh, <laughs> so you know but obviously in, in this field where he's probably competing against I don't know 30 or so golfers I think he can write off the, the last 20 golfers in this tournament uh, obviously he can get hot and win he's still got ultra talent but his, his, his form is just absolute terrible, and he hasn't won a major in in, in what seven years. So, uh, you know, hit, and the majors are done for the year. Obviously, he's got this and the Ryder uh, Ryder Cup to look forward to. But now his his game's in disarray. Nick, I wanted to ask you about the American contingent, obviously mostly near the top. And I think even with DeChambeau not being in the field and Captain America Patrick Reed taking his place, this is a much stronger American group than we saw in Rio when you had Fowler, Watson, and uh, Matt Kuchar, and you had those guys as part of the American team. But uh, let me ask you, who do you make uh, in terms of who do you think is going to go the best of these Americans in this field? We know Xander Schauffele, always really good against these smaller fields. Yeah, three of the, his four PGA Tour wins are against these shortened kind of fields. But of Schauffele, Thomas, Morikawa, and Reed, whose chances do you like the best this week? 
you know, for the for the for the value, I would go for Patrick Reed. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's a guy who's completely I don't want to say nuts, but he is. <laughs> but he 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 is he he thrives on situations like this. I mean, he he Monday qualified infinitely amount of times. He just he, he just. He's just an amazing person when when the when, when there's adversity. He he just loves that kind of stuff. JT's not playing well. X isn't playing well. Obviously, Morikawa is. But uh, Patrick Reed at the bigger price, I would take over the other three at the shorter price, just because it wouldn't shock me to see him go over there and light it up, just because that's what Patrick Reed does. And Matt, remember what we saw on Morikawa last year when he won that PGA at Harding Park, your first major at such a young age earlier mm-hmm. in your career. He didn't exactly come out firing and build a lot of momentum with a lot of really good finishes off of that, so that's why I'd be a little lukewarm on him, even though the stats, you look at approach from all these 60 players, and he absolutely laps the field on approach, just like he did at the Open. Yeah, you're right. Patrick Reed, I think, is showing up in Japan the night before the tournament starts. No practice round. Yeah, so it's going to be a difficult situation for him. But like Nick said, he uh, tends to uh, thrive under adversity when his back is against the wall. Nick, what about Justin Thomas? Uh, Because that's a guy the last couple years I thought was right there in the top three or four players in the world. He has not looked like that at all since the Players' Championship. What's wrong with JT? Yeah, it's hard to say. Obviously, it's some... uh, off the field problems earlier that rattled him pretty good, but that you think he, he's had enough time to put that in his rearview mirror. But who knows? It's just his game isn't sharp. End of story. I hope it gets sharp in the next uh, couple of weeks because I really want to back the USA in the Ryder Cup, and he'll be an integral part of that. So I, I hope he he works it out. Uh, obviously, he's got top five material, but right now he's playing like a top thirty guy. Wes, uh, what, what do you think's happened to JT? You go back to uh, middle of March when he won the players and he was 14 under and held off Lee Westwood he has not really even been in contention. He's been since. awful on yeah. the greens of late, yeah. really. And we know he's a little bit erratic with the flat stick anyway, but the approach, he's always good, even though his numbers are down a little bit. But usually it's kind of like Morikawa and JT one, two in terms of going for approach. But uh, maybe this is the time to get right. And Nick brought that angle up of the Ryder Cup. Of course, some high-profile Europeans. We mentioned Rory McElroy. So I did want to ask you about one, Nick. What about Paul Casey, who's had a really consistent year? He's won and Dubai. He's got a couple top tens in major championships this year. 44 years old. I was asked by uh, a friend of ours here in town last night about maybe a shorter price guy. And Paul Casey was the one that stood out to me because I think he's happy to be in this international competition at 44 years of age. So Olympics and Ryder Cup, he seems very excited. Yeah, no, he wants to be there. He wanted to make the team. He's the type of guy who could fly in here and do well. Obviously, he's never won a major. That's been well publicized. He's playing pretty good, too, So, and he wants to be there. So, yeah, I, I, I would say uh, Paul Casey is a definite buy. Last time golf was played at the Olympics, 2016, uh, the gold medal winner was Justin Rose. Henrik Stenson won silver, and Matt Kuchar was uh, the bronze His medal. usual backdoor Sunday finish. They always go on like backdoor Cooch. top 10 Kuchar. He shot a 63 and got the bronze medal last time in Rio. Nick, this show is Long Shots, the number one golf betting show on the planet. And I wanted to ask you, why, why does it seem like more long shots than ever are cashing in golf? Phil Mickelson at 300 to one at the PGA. We, we just talked about Cameron Champ, a surprise champ last year, last week at 130 to one. Is that accurate? Are more long shots than ever cashing? 
Hundred percent. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I, the simplest one I could come up with is Tiger Woods. He created a generation of these kids coming up that they saw him in his prime, and they and they could be playing baseball, basketball, football. Instead, they say, "Hey, I want to play golf like Tiger." And so, these fields are super, super deep. Uh, all these kids can play. To win out there is almost impossible. Uh, I mean, if you win two or three times a year, it's a big season. I mean, there's just it's so, so deep. You go three, four hundred deep. There's just the players are so good nowadays uh, in, in extraordinary shape, uh, nutrition, swing coats, everything. I mean, it's just players are just very, very good now, and there's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And you look at really the tour. It's all about timing here because you, what we mentioned with Mickelson, Stewart Sink, you're seeing a lot of these guys like in their 40s. There have been a couple others as well. Brian Gay won last fall. So guys that are on the back nine of their career are still winning on the PGA Tour. And then you look at a guy like Ricky Fowler who's just 31 years old, and it's like, is he ever going to win again? Right. Because it's it's so much timing. So that's why you, you don't want to write these guys guys off necessarily because you see these guys are older and winning stuff. Well, you throw out a name there. Nick, would you write off Ricky Fowler or you still think he's got a shot? I still think he's got a shot. Uh, Definitely made more than his fair share of money off the course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very, very popular. Great guy. Uh, As good a guy as there is out there. No phony. He talks to everyone. He's just got a great attitude. Everyone should be like Ricky Fowler. But Hey, it's like I said, it's tough, uh, and the pressure's mounting on him to win, and that that doesn't help his case any because uh, he wants to win so bad. But you know, he he has shown better form as of late. Uh, I think he's getting closer, uh, so I, I still think he's got some wins in him. All right, that's Nick Bogdanovich, William Hill Sportsbook Director. Follow on Twitter at William Hill US. Nick, uh, hopefully you can get back out in the golf course soon. I will be there Sunday at 12 o'clock to meet my uh, starting time at Prim. Okay, look forward to it. We're going to talk about that next. Uh, Nick Bogdanovich is going to play in the uh, Prim Valley uh, Tournament this week. The VSEN Invitational, the second annual West Reynolds. I see the official uh, bag here with the VSEN logo on it for that VSEN Invitational. So that should be fun uh, to go see a lot of the people that are going to play that event on Sunday. I wanted to ask you, uh, we're going to talk about that next segment, too, the big tournaments up uh, this weekend. But uh, to follow up on that Ricky Fowler point quickly, uh, at his current age, Phil Mickelson still had not won his first major. Right. right? So is it way too soon to bail on Ricky Fowler? Well, when you you, see these guys like Colin Morikawa and Jordan Spieth and Matthew Wolf and DeChambeau going out and winning right away on the tour, we think everybody's going to do that. But everybody's pattern is different. Some guys are late bloomers. And like I said, with Stuart Sink winning two events now at age 48 on the PGA Tour, Richard Bland went over 500 starts and didn't win on the European Tour, and he finally won early this year so you're seeing a lot of these older players stick to it and win these things and I think a lot of that is because of what Nick said there's not that Tiger Woods fear factor in this field anymore it seems like Ricky Fowler's been around forever but he's actually not that old and his odds are drifting up there to a point where you yeah feel like you're uh, he's gonna get on one soon he almost had a chance at the 3m last week but then just kind of fell off on the weekend all right, thanks to uh, Nick Bogdanovich of William Hill. Quick break here on Long Shots. We come back, we'll preview the second annual VSIN Invitational Golf Tournament. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Matt Eumanns and Wes Reynolds here on the Long Shots. Brady Cannon on vacation in Hawaii this week. And uh, he is going to miss the second annual VSIN Invitational Golf Tournament at Prim Valley. Nick Bogdanovich, our guest from uh, William Hill Sportsbooks today, is going to be out there Sunday. And uh, I hate to say this, uh, Wes, but you've experienced something like this. Uh, Nick Bogdanovich recently had thieves bust into his uh, truck and steal his golf clubs. Oh. So he's got to get a new set of clubs or... Uh, somehow uh, rent a set of clubs this week to play in the golf tournament. I think he'll go out and buy a set this week. But He'll get he, a set off the rack and be the medalist in the event. He'll still Nick. be one of the best players at the tournament. There's no doubt about that. Usually we call this uh, segment Across the Pond this week. It's in the desert. Yes. Uh, the, the Prim Valley Golf Club is in the middle of the desert, right across the Nevada-California state line. Fantastic 36-hole course. you got a lakes course and a desert course. We're going to play the desert course this week. Uh, we have a noon shotgun start. It's a two-player scramble format, which I think is a great uh, setup for events like this. And free-to-play 
for a limited number of VEASAN subscribers. And we still have spots open in the tournament this week, uh, but you have to let me know by Wednesday night if you want to play. We have 50 spots open in the field. We're getting close to that number. You can email me at matt at vcin.com. And Wes, uh, I mentioned that because a couple of years ago, somebody busted into a car and stole your laptop, right? Yes. I know you have zero tolerance for punks. I do not. I, 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 I don't like the thieves out here. I, I, let, let's, let's be good about it and not break into somebody's. Uh, look, and they broke into mine. They also broke into Brady Gannon's car. I thought they were going to steal his Westgate Super Contest winner ring that he had, and he also had a bunch of cash in his glove compartment, but never mind. That didn't get taken, so, so that's good. But you mentioned uh, Prim Valley Golf Club here this week. Uh, Tom Fazio does the renovation mm-hmm. over here at uh, the golf course in Japan for the Olympics. Uh, both of these courses designed by Tom Fazio yeah. here at Prim Valley Resort, just located in the south of Prim, Nevada, not too far outside of Las Vegas. Uh, I love the course. It's my uh, home course, and uh, this is going to be our second annual VSIN event. Now, Wes, I was playing with a guy, uh, Joey Mizell, Joey the bookie from Louisiana last week, and mm-hmm. he said, uh, why didn't Wes come out and play with us this week? I said, Wes doesn't golf. He handicaps golf, but he doesn't play. Yeah, I'm trying to get back to playing again, though. I just needed some. Uh, I wanted to do that last year, but, of course, we had COVID-19, so I didn't really get out to do it. But hadn't played in a while and just, you know, need to get with my swing doctored a little bit. I don't want to play against good players like yourself and embarrass myself uh, <laughs> even more than I do on a daily basis. So, that's why I haven't been doing it lately, but I definitely want to take up the game. Prim Valley, enough, one of the many great courses here in Las Vegas, owned by MGM Resorts International. Mark Nolan is uh, one of the guys who works out at Prim, and uh, Mark's going to help us run this event. He's a PA announcer for the NBA Summer League yes. as well. Uh, so appreciate Mark. So he's going to be out. busy here in a couple weeks because that's about to get going. That's true. Right, we'll talk about this fancy golf bag we got sitting in the middle between us uh, today. This is going to be one of the prizes for the event this week. And uh, big thanks to Hickey Golf, H-I-C-K-E Golf. Uh, this was uh, sent to me from Texas. They were watching the show, wanted to help out and provide a prize for the tournament. And uh, just sent this to me in the mail a couple of days ago. This came uh, courtesy of uh, Steve Carter. He, he sent this from Texas. A white and black golf bag with a second annual V-Send Invitational logo on the front. Pretty, that is a nice that's, bag. That's one of the prizes that will go to the winning team uh, this week, Wes. We've got four closest to the pen prizes. Tell me what you think of the prizes I've compiled this week for the VSEN Invitational. Uh, the number four closest to the pen, 160 yards. NCAA basketball futures ticket on Purdue, $50 at 30 to 1 odds from the Westgate. And uh, we also have some golf balls as prizes if that Purdue ticket ends up being toilet paper. Yeah, and hopefully it's not because I have that same ticket, yeah, yeah. so okay. I, I'm hopeful that it's not. But uh, also, I'm sure an after event will be held somewhere here in Las Vegas after the uh, Prim Valley Golf Club. That was certainly a lot of fun last year. The long drive hole, NCAA basketball futures ticket on Kansas at 14 to 1 odds, closest to the pen. A Benny Hanna gift card from the Westgate provided by Jay Cornegay. We appreciate that. AFC West futures ticket on the Chargers at 9 to 2 odds. Back to the closest to the pen prizes. NFC South futures ticket on the Saints at six to one odds from the Westgate. Golf balls also a prize to uh, to that closest to the pen winner. A World Series futures ticket on the Oakland A's at thirty to one odds from Circus Sports. Uh, 
The winning team gets a Las Vegas Raiders golf shirt and this VSIN Invitational Golf bag right here on the desk with us. The last place team, Wes, gets a Super Bowl Futures ticket on the Buffalo Bills at 12 to 1 odds from the South Point and an AFC West Futures ticket on the Raiders at 14 to 1. The odds last from place the team gets to host a show with me in the South Point studio. And you're right, we will have a post game party at Oasis Bar and Grill here in Las Vegas. Quick break, back in a couple minutes on the long shots. All right, we're all fired up here about the uh, second annual VEASAN Invitational Golf Tournament at Prim Valley Golf Club this week. Uh, I refer to that as the year's fifth major, Wes. Absolutely, because we are now out of uh, right. regular majors on the PGA Tour. Of course, a lot of golf to be played here. Getting a couple weeks with the Olympic Games this week, and mm -hmm. then, of course, uh, the FedEx got playoffs in August. So trying to get into that 125, got a couple weeks to do that to keep your PGA Tour card and then potentially make a lot of money in the playoffs. And then Ryder Cup at the end of September, which I always enjoy. I know it gets lost with the football season, but mm -hmm. I always love the Ryder Cup. It is at Whistling Straits in Kohler, Wisconsin this year. Steve Stricker, the USA Cap captain and patty harrington representing the european side yeah so some big events still left on the golf calendar but let's recap what's happened uh, this year in the golf world our producers today uh, on long shots are isaiah wrinkle from arizona state and sean mccollum from unlv big year for arizona state in the majors no UNL, no former unlv player won a major this year we had two arizona state champs we do. John Rahm at the U.S. Open and also Phil Mickelson at the yeah. PGA Championship. Maybe uh, Paul Casey could add to that Arizona State in terms of at least an Olympic gold medal. So uh, good uh, forks up. Uh, good weekend for the Sun or good year for the Sun Devils, rather. Yeah. When you look at the major winners, Hideki Matsuyama at the Masters in April, he was a 50 to 1 odds. Phil Mickelson as high as 300 to 1, right between 200 to 1, 300 to 1. In that neighborhood, if you bet uh, Phil to win at the PGA. And uh, Phil's always a popular play. So you could say, well, he hasn't been in contention to majors for a while, but mm -hmm. there were plenty of people. I knew plenty of people who bet Phil. They there are bet people that will bet him tournament. every week. Yeah. I mean, it'll be like when Tiger comes back eventually from his car accident from this year. There'll be people that will still bet him because he's Tiger Woods. Now, Phil Mickelson, if I thought he was going to win a major at over 50, I would have thought it had been the Open. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought it would have been the PGA because, of course, we recall Tom Watson all those years ago, about a decade ago, at Turnberry against right. Stuart Sink, where uh, Stuart Sink won that playoff in the Claret Jug, but older players can still play links golf because the courses are not too long. They're not overwhelming. You really got to be more of an artist rather than a scientist or overpower it with Bruce strings. So I did not expect Phil at this PGA, but it almost kind of made sense now in hindsight being 2020 because that PGA course at Kiwa played very Lynxian. Well, not only that, Phil, I'm – you know, we talk about Phil's age, and he's, what, 51 now? Mm -hmm. He's still bombing it. He was, he hit a drive 365 off the tee. He yeah. outdrove Brooks Kepka yes. on the back nine on Sunday. So it's it's not like age has caught up to Phil Mickelson in terms of off the tee. Now, he's done a better job of getting his body in shape mm -hmm. right in the last couple of years. I, I think Tom Brady's influenced a lot of uh, aging athletes in terms of nutrition and trying to get in shape. 
And do you think that's helped uh, Phil Mickelson here in the past couple I of years? I think it has had to because, uh, look, uh, you know, he, he was kind of worried about the fact that, oh, of course, I'm not hitting very many fairways anymore, which he's still not. But, you know, every once in a while he goes down to PGA Tour champions and, and wins an event or scores really low and drives it about 80 yards past mm-hmm. everybody in the field. Maybe that restores his confidence because he is still playing primarily a PGA Tour schedule. It is not like he's being put out to pasture because, of course, he has won more than 20 events on the PGA Tour, so you are exempt for life on the PGA Tour when you do that. That's why you still see Vijay Singh play a lot of PGA Tour events. Davis Love, because they had reached that mark of 20, so he's still out there, and I think he's probably going to stay out there because eventually you got to think he's going to be a Ryder Cup captain within about one or two cycles. Yep. I'd agree with you. Uh, so rewind just a bit. Hideki Matsuyama wins the uh, Masters in April. JVT, John Von Tobel here, v had Hideki at 50-1. to 1. Uh, Also in the running there, Will Zalatoris, my guy Xander Shoffley, and Jordan Spieth, and John Rahm was four strokes back. So you had some big names right behind Matsuyama in the hunt there on the back nine. Shoffley found the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Rahm did, made a big rally on Sunday too little uh, too late. Uh, how surprised were you that Matsuyama was the winner at the Masters? And were you disappointed that maybe uh, Shoffley, Spieth, or Rahm didn't step up in that tournament? I was, and I was disappointed I didn't bet Matsuyama, who I do bet in a lot of majors and including a couple times at the Masters. I didn't go back to him this time around. And, look, you kind of knew at some point he has got a ton of talent that he was going to win at least his one major and may end up winning more. But had a lot of contenders there, and it looked like Matsuyama. At first he was running away with it, and then he started to leak a little bit of oil mm-hmm. and that opened the door for Xander Shoffley and then he hit a ball in the water on 16 and that took his chances so yet another very close finish for Xander Shoffley but we really didn't see a lot of crossover either Matt which has kind of surprised me the 20 the 2020 Masters of course was held in November because of COVID-19 so the guys you saw on the leaderboard Dustin Johnson Sunjay M Abraham answer I think Sebastian Munoz a few others they did not really play that great this time around Cameron Smith had another good finish, another Mm -hmm. top 10 finish. So this is a guy that is starting to be a good commodity in majors here. He has not won a major yet, but this is a guy that if you look at his game, it's not like he's the best off the tee. It's not like he's the best with the irons on approach, but somehow he commingles all these things together and as a contender in a lot of these majors. Commingles, that's a good word, Wes. Nice job. Uh, Matsuyama wins. Rom finishes in a tie for fifth. Uh, Rom. Uh, bounces back, and um, after Mickelson wins the PGA, Mickelson's kind of like John Rahm's mentor, right, from Tempe, yeah. uh, former Sun Devils. Rahm comes back. You talk about a horse for the course. Nick Bogdanovich mentioned course form and current form. John Rahm really had both coming mm-hmm. into the uh, U.S. Open at Torrey Pines in San Diego, and Arizona State goes back-to-back with Mickelson and Rahm, and Rahm was a favorite right around, uh, let's say, 10 to 12 to 1 odds. Yeah, that was my one major championship victory this year in terms of the futures. I don't like to play a lot of chalk, but I was on him at 11 to 1. I just thought he's a good fit, and it looked like you know, he was just kind of hanging around, but when is he going to make his move? But he did what you had to do at the U.S. Open. He didn't make a lot of mistakes. He had one double on Saturday, but that was only the, the only mistake he really made. And he just kept making pars. And he mm-hmm. just kept kind of scrambling and surviving a little bit and getting up and down, which you have to do at Torrey Pines, especially on those fast greens. And it was not an easy course in terms of how it played. I think it was a six under was the winning score. And then just waited for everybody to come back to him. And also 
birdie in 17 and 18 for the first time at the U.S. Open, I think since Tom Watson wow. did it in the early 1980s. And then uh, Louis Oosthuizen was right there, hit that awful drive on 17 that pretty much put him out of it. So uh, three top three finishes in the majors for Louis Oosthuizen, but no trophies. Yeah, I was frustrated. I was out there on the course of Torrey Pines, and uh, I had Brooks Kepka. He finished four strokes back. He couldn't get it going. On a Saturday or Sunday, I also had Colin Morikawa. He finished four strokes back. Those guys tied for fourth. I had Colin Morikawa in the wrong open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, even though I came up short in the U.S. Open, Brooks Kepka did win the matchup with uh, Bryson DeChambeau. That was big for me there to see uh, Bryson have a meltdown on the back nine. <laughs> Morikawa comes back and wins the British Open. Nobody would have thought that. We'll talk about that in a little bit more uh, next as we preview Olympic golf. And Morikawa is the favorite this week in Japan. Uh, back here in a couple minutes on the Long Shots, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, wrapping up major implications here on Long Shots, moving on to uh, match play, but Colin Morikawa, uh, the winner at the British Open. Wes, I, I thought, even though he's such an elite iron player, probably the best irons player mm-hmm. in the world, I watched him the previous week at the Scottish Open where he tied for 71st. He was lucky to make the cut. He was terrible in the Scottish yes. Open. You would not have handicapped him as a winner in the British, and putting has been his weakness, but uh, he showed up with a, a magic flat stick at the British Open. And and I watched the same tournament you did, and Colin Marikawa, of course, uh, in the lead-up to the Open at Royal St. George last week, was or two weeks ago, basically, was saying, you know what, I'm struggling with my irons, even though his approach stats are very good, because he was having trouble adjusting. That was his first time ever for the Aberdeen Scottish Open at Renaissance. That was the first time he had ever really played a true Lynx golf course or at least a Lynx S golf course and the turf is kind of thicker in terms of getting your iron through the ball and you know not chunking so many iron shots so it's a little bit firmer and not as easily malleable to kind of move mm-hmm. around here as it is on this side of the pond and Marikawa was very concerned about that but what does he do he changes his seven eight and nine irons in the bag and he does this and he figures out Lynx golf in five days because that's the funny thing about golf even at the top level when you have equipment changes it takes these guys like months or a full season to get used to it even John Rahm number one in the world and will still be despite not making his way to Tokyo this week as he did withdrawal over the weekend he had new equipment in his bag this year and it took him three or four months to kind of get going a little bit where he's getting high finishes and whatnot Bryson DeChambeau uh, we mentioned he hated his driver he and the the, uh, Cobra golf representatives got into a kerfuffle and a battle over his driver where the uh, guy that was his caddy on the bag in Detroit who is one of the Cobra golf officials said you know he's basically an eight-year-old child and called him out I mean you usually don't get your sponsor or your manufacturer doing that so a uh, tumultuous relationship between Bryson and Cobra Golf. Yeah, I'm not a big Bryson DeChambeau fan. Nor and, am uh, I. You know, I, I don't dislike the guy like I do Patrick Reed, uh, Fat Pat, or, uh, <laughs> or Sergio, Sergio, Garcia. Sergio Garcia. But uh, Bryson DeChambeau, I don't think, has won over many fans. Uh, people love to see him vomit off the yeah. team. But when I'm betting these events week to week, I really don't look at DeChambeau because he's going to be so volatile. He's not hitting fairways, Wes. And I don't care if you play golf, I don't care how far you hit it off the tee. You got to hit it straight. You know what's amazing, too, is that Brooks Kepka is kind of like the baby face in this whole battle. And look, look Brooks Kepka, he can be kind of a jerk, too, sure. to no be honest with it. you. It's not like he is uh, Mr. Salt of the Earth or Mr. Warm and Fuzzy, you know, like Rory McIlroy is always a gentleman and always candid. You know, Brooks Kepka is not always a gentleman. And, and you know, he's a little bit of a meathead, uh, a little bit, talking trash about even some of his friends. It was like, he was bagging on Dustin Johnson. I'm like, I thought that was your buddy, dude. But, you know, but yet Brooks Kepka is kind of the baby face here because Bryson DeChambeau kind of brings it on himself. Kepka's, uh, 
Kepka, I think, you know, likes to play the villain. I don't think yeah. he has many, I don't he think likes he has, to wear the black hat, absolutely. He doesn't have many fans out there on uh, as far as former players or colleagues on tour, many friends. Golf Twitter there. certainly loves him because when Brooks Kepka's going, man, they are all about it. I know our buddy Jeff Seeley in Indiana is the, about the biggest Brooks Kepka fan I think we know. Uh, aside from Kepka's uh, fiance or wife, I think yeah, Andy aside Jeff from is Jenna probably, Sims, a, yes. yeah, probably his biggest fan. Uh, I will say this. I like Brooks Kepka too, but uh, you, you got to back up to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you go back to the PGA, uh, that first hole when he birdied and Phil bogeyed, he swaggered off the green like he was John Wayne. <laughs> and uh, then when Phil started to kick his butt on the back nine, all of a sudden Brooks starts limping like he's yeah. got a bad knee. You know, yeah. you can't make the injury excuse when you get your butt beat by an old man. All right, let's get to a match play this week in the Olympics. And again, Colin Morikawa, the favorite here at the South Point. He's seven to one. Xander Shoffley is the second choice at eight to one. Wes, you're going to look beyond the favorites this week. Right? I am, and uh, I went with. This is only a 60-player field, so I actually kind of split it up a little bit. I ended up going with five, so I did uh, kind of split my wagers where it wasn't full, where I played some on the future and then some on to win a medal. And some of these books, like BetMGM or DraftKings, a couple others have the. The price where you can bet them to medal, which means they can win gold, silver, or bronze, first, second, or third. So Mm -hmm. I did go with five, and I ended up starting with one that I asked Nick about, and I bet him at 16-1 to to win the event, 9-2 to to medal, and that is Paul Casey. I think he's excited to represent Team GB, Great Britain, here in these games, and also the Ryder Cup later this fall. He's been pretty consistent. He's got seven top tens, two major championship top tens, or better than 15 starts. Only Colin Morikawa is better on strokes gained approach than Casey. Also a little bit better of a putter on bent grass. Has a few career wins in Asia. So this won't be a mystery to him to be able to uh, play in Japan at this uh, this uh, golf course this week. Uh, this Tom Fezio renovated design called uh, Kasumigi Migaseki. Kasumigaseki, right. I got it out. Okay. And uh, that's where they are playing this week. Cam Smith mentioned earlier 23 to 1, 7 to 1 to medal. Really good in international competition. Finished second at the World Cup of Golf a couple years ago with his buddy and fellow Aussie. Also in this field this week, by the way, Mark Leishman. And remember, he beat Justin Thomas in those Sunday singles at the Ryder Cup began his career on the Asian tour so he should be comfortable in terms of how this course is set up really good putter very good with sand saves there's some deep bunkers on these course so got to beware for that Joaquin Neiman 28 to 1 found something I think a couple weeks ago at the Rocket Mortgage Classic unfortunately didn't find you and I a winner in terms of bogey in the first hole of the playoff because he went bogey three for 72 holes but really good strokes gained off the tee really bombs it better putter on bent grass so Joaquin Neiman, Soon JM, 30 to 1. I have 40 in my pocket. I still think 30 is uh, is certainly bettable. 8 to 1 also to medal. We mentioned the motivation in terms of obviously getting a medal will exempt him from that military service. Uh, actually played his first two seasons on the Japan Golf Tour starting in 2017. So that's a bit of a homecoming for him. Then my longer shot, Thomas Peters, 70 to 1 to win, 18 to 1 to medal. Eighth best on the European Tour off the and T to green. Fifth best off the tee. Approach play is down this year, but he's third in approach last year on the European Tour. Also finished fourth at the Olympics in Rio in 2016. He shot a third round 77, mm-hmm. and that's what kept him out of the medal contention. He finished fourth. That's like the worst.
worst thing. Like we're watching the Olympics now with swimming. It's like, what's being worst, you know, being fourth in one of these swimming finals <laughs> or something. So uh, Thomas Peters, uh, yeah. I think, is a guy that could go very well. The man from Belgium at 70 to 1. Well, you have to have a long shot in there. So you got Thomas Peters at 70 to 1. I did not play a deep long shot this week, Wes, but a quick look at my plays here. You and I match up on two of them. I bet these at Circus Sports uh, on uh, Monday. Joaquin Neiman, 32 to 1. Um, I've had two tough beats with him this year. Lost twice in playoffs with Joaquin Neiman. The first time was at the Tournament of uh, Champions mm-hmm. at Kapalua in Maui. The Harris English. Yep. Sun JM, I've got a 33 to 1. Uh, you and I match up on that one. And how about Siwoo Kim at 55 to 1? And what do you think of the angle? of the South Korean players needing to perform, needing to medal this week to avoid military service. That's a pretty good number on Kim at 55 to 1. Yeah, and, and I think it's an obvious angle and, and hopefully not too obvious. Uh, Sun Jm, by the way, 23 years old. Siwoo Kim, 26. So this military obligation uh, thing that's in the South Korea Constitution is basically all able-bodied males 18 to 28 unless otherwise exempted mm-hmm. got to do this military service. Now, even if you win a medal or you win a major, that's including the Olympics and also the Asian games for medals even if you do that now you still got to do like four weeks of basic training but then you can kind of go resume your life uh, and resume your golfing careers in these two guys's case so look I can absolutely see it I know why people are playing them I'm not poo-pooing it at all because I'm on Sun JM here and that was just taking a number a couple weeks ago and I think that this is a wide open field look everybody that's going over here is going to be motivated because look you know, you wouldn't go in the light of a COVID-19 pandemic with no spectators and nothing really much to do. I know Rory McIlroy has commented. It's like, you know what? There's really not been much to do in downtown in, in like Tokyo, which is one of the great world cities right. and with the plenty to do. And there hasn't been because of obviously the restrictions. So he's like, I've been pretty much at the golf course the whole time, but there's different motivations. I think everybody is motivated to be here, but certain guys, you know, there's certain bonuses you get from your country. Golf Federation or being exempted from military service. Obviously, you know, in terms of improving your standing if you want to make a Ryder Cup team later this year. So a lot on the line here, even though this field is a little bit down at the bottom. But that's what the reason why is because they limit it. So they go by the world ranking. You can only get a max four per country. So that's why you don't see, okay, if you really have the top 60 players, you've got 30 Americans and like 20 Europeans and 10 Australians and 10 South Africans. Uh, tell me, love it or hate it? Abraham answered twenty-five to one. Lean to love it. I, I kind of, okay. I kind of do like it here with Abraham answered. This is a guy that did stand out in some of my research this week because this is a different course, so you don't really have a lot to go on. But Abe mm-hmm. answer number two in strokes gained off the tee yep. over the last 24 rounds. So this is a guy also that has won internationally. Still has yet to win on the PGA Tour, despite the fact that he's just outside the top 20 in the world. Isaiah, add that to my list. I bet that at the South Point right before the uh, show today. Abraham answer at twenty-five to one. I had to get the find. I had to round out the foursome, Wes. Yeah. So I went with answer. I, I he was he was on my short list as well because I was looking. I think definitely a guy too you could bet on props. Really good bent grass putter, top ten in mm-hmm. this week's field. So this is a guy I think that can go well. He is a really good player, just hasn't put it yet together on PGA. Tour. A lot of stats point to answer and Neiman this week. Mm-hmm. We'll see if uh, plays out that way. West quick answer here. I bet one player in the women's Olympic golf, which starts on August fourth. 
I took uh, current Las Vegas resident Danielle Kang at 16 to 1. Did you have you played anything yet in the women's Olympics? I am going to, and we'll talk about that a little on next week's program because that women's tournament will start next Wednesday. Of course, mm-hmm. this tournament starts Wednesday night, 6:30 Eastern, 3:30 Pacific. So get those lineups in. But I am going to bet a couple here going forward. Uh, and Danielle Kang actually might be one I'm interested in. Also, Aria Jutanagarn from Thailand. All right. Big big week in golf. You have the Olympics, and you also have the second annual VSEN Invitational Golf Tournament at Prim Valley Golf Club. Great job today, Wes. Thanks to Nick Bogdanovich, William Hill Sportsbooks. And uh, next week, Brady Cannon returns. We're going to preview uh, the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational and also the Barracuda Championship. So stay tuned to Long Shots again next week. This is VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.